Welcome to Learn Medical Spanish. Today I'll be talking about the phrases you might use to do a past medical history on a Spanish-speaking patient with a fever. So this is geared towards providers who work in the emergency room, but you can probably learn a bit from it even if you aren't a provider in the emergency room. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, there's also a YouTube video version. And if you're watching the YouTube video, there's also a podcast version. So depending on what you prefer, you can go look at the other one as well. And there are links in the episode description or the video description, depending on where you are. Uh, This is also similar to videos that I use in a CME course for emergency room providers. So you can find a link to that as well in the description um, of the video or the podcast. So let's go ahead and get started. So basically, I'm going to tell you the English phrase first, and then I'm going to pause so you can think about the Spanish translation, and then I'll say the Spanish one a couple times so you can repeat it out loud a couple times. So I'll pause after each time that I say it in Spanish. So here's the first phrase. In the past, have you had or do you have? So think about how to say that in Spanish. En el pasado, ha tenido o tiene. En el pasado, ha tenido o tiene. I have a little footnote mark on the word you there because each of each time that footnote is there, that means that this could refer to you, the second person in the usted form, or it can also mean he or she in the third person because they're conjugated the same way. So you could also use this question to ask about a child or someone else if you're getting the history from a caregiver or someone like that. Okay, moving on. So that that phrase introduces a list of phrases, a list of different uh, medical conditions and things like that. So let's move on to the first one in that list, meningitis. 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 So it's spelled the same, but that's how you would pronounce it in Spanish. Ear infection. Infección del oído. Infección del oído. And just to clarify, oído means the inner ear, the part of the ear that does hearing, but the external ear that you can see is called the oreja, la oreja. Okay, next phrase, throat infection. De la garganta. De la garganta. So in case it wasn't clear, that's piggybacking on the previous question. So because you could use these back to back. You say infection of the ear, of the throat. So this one just means of the throat. De la garganta. Sinusitis. 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 There's another one that's spelled the same, but once you start using the correct sounds in Spanish, once you figure out those vowels, then you'll figure out how to pronounce it. 
um, in, this, in the Spanish way. Pneumonia. Neumonia. Neumonia. When, as in when did you have pneumonia or whatever else? Cuando. Cuando. Inflammation of the gallbladder. Inflamación de la vesícula. Inflamación de la vesícula. Liver, as in inflammation of the liver. Del hígado. Del hígado. So hígado means liver. Del means of the. So this is just of the liver. And again, piggybacking off of the previous phrase. So you may have noticed I'm not using technical medical jargon like cholecystitis. And that's because you'd be saying this to the patient who probably doesn't know what cholecystitis means. So we're using layman's terminology. So that's why it might sound a little basic, like when you just say, oh, inflammation of this, inflammation of that. But that's the idea behind that. Intestinal infection. Infección en el intestino. Infección en el intestino. Obstruction, referring back to the intestine. Bloqueo. Bloqueo. There's more than one way to say obstruction, but that's a that's an easy one. UTI or urinary tract infection. Infección en la orina. Infección en la orina. STD. Enfermedades transmitidas sexualmente. Enfermedades transmitidas sexualmente. Skin infection. Infección de piel. Infección de piel. With pus, as in an abscess. Con pus. Con pus. Diabetes. 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 
Quick clarification, when I said infección de piel, you could also say de la piel. Um, that's just kind of dealer's choice with that, whether you put the definite article in front of skin. HIV. VIH. VIH. So if you're just listening and not looking at it, those are the same three letters in a different order, V-I-H, but with the Spanish, Spanish names of each of those letters. Organ transplant. Trasplante de órgano. Trasplante de órgano. Whenever you see words in parentheses, if you're watching the video, the ones in parentheses could be left out and the meaning would probably still get across. So that's, that's why they're in parentheses. Cancer. 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 Where? As in, where was the cancer? Donde? Donde? Have you received chemotherapy? Ha recibido chemotherapia? Ha recibido chemotherapia? And then this one's more targeted at pediatrics, but could work for anybody, I guess. It says, does he or she have all his or her vaccines? ¿Tiene todas sus vacunas? ¿Tiene todas sus vacunas? So that would work for an adult as well, because that is the same conjugation as the usted form, which is the formal version of you. So, um, so if you were talking to an adult, you could say it just like that as well. Okay, so that was the last phrase. And thanks for listening or watching, depending on where you are. So just a quick heads up. You can find links, if you're on the video version, you can look at the video description to find links to the list of all these phrases on my website. You can also find a link to my podcast if you want to subscribe and download the episode as a podcast. If you're already on the podcast, you can find the link there in the episode description to get the same information or to find the YouTube video, for example. And I'll put a link to the CME course for emergency room providers in the video description as well as the podcast show notes so that you can pretty easily find that. So it, it goes through a lot of different chief complaints, common chief complaints in the emergency room and kind of teaches you all the phrases to be able to uh, go through those and ask these, these kind of questions. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Learn Medical Spanish. The Learn Medical Spanish podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the need to see your own medical providers. 
It also is not a substitute for using a medical interpreter when needed.